1: Welcome to the Missouri Woods and Water podcast. I am your host Nate Thomas. Joining me today is Micah. Hello, friend. Hey, buddy. What are you <laughs> up to?
2: I am really tired today. I am not gonna lie.
1: Long day at work.
2: It, it was a Monday.
1: Slinging that <laughs> propane.
2: Monday, Monday, Monday. <laughs> it was a. It was definitely a Monday today for me. So, but I am here. And yeah, <laughs>
1: you are here, and you are here. Yeah, I am here. Well, at least I mean the long day at work does suck. Sure. Uh but we have a fun episode on hand.
2: Yes, Tales of the Chase. This one, we had uh Joe and Gabe on and they actually Joe killed a monster deer not, you know, within 45 minutes of us yeah. right now. So Yeah, really we
1: cool. we heard about this story. It's it's kind of cool how it came together. We um just through a friend found out that this guy killed a giant Uh, Not far from us in Johnson County. And so found him on Facebook and he's like, heck yeah, I'd love to come on. And uh, I mean, Joe is a regular guy like you and I, like everybody listening to us and killed a 213 inch beast that he'd never seen before the day he killed it.
2: Yep. Didn't have any history or anything like that. Uh, That's the magic
1: of the rut at times. Yep. Yeah. Uh, As everybody knows, the rut. Uh, rifle season usually hits around the rut in missouri and so this is the type of stuff that can happen i mean you don't want to be too like disney about it but dreams can come true <laughs> i mean you know what i'm saying i mean yep yeah for you, sure you have no idea this deer even exist and now it's dead yeah and joe was cool enough to bring the rack with him tonight and yeah. so you and i got to place our hands on it holy hell
2: yeah if you checked out early i mean a few weeks ago i actually put it on the instagram story so you probably got a quick glimpse of it and stuff like that but we'll have pictures and everything like that yeah coming up.
1: i mean it's it's a beast so uh congratulations joe once again mm-hmm. uh, we're excited to hear this story it's a cool story it's some some funny stuff some some unfortunate things that happened to him that i mean happens to the best of us and sure. you know he kind of shrugs it off and, and we get to laugh about it and um just a fun time his his buddy gabe comes on more as more just for moral support than anything. Gabe didn't really get to talk much. Right.
2: Well, he doesn't know us from Adam, so he you know, felt yeah. like I had to bring somebody it's kind just of, case. kind of fun, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, but uh, actually getting to talk to Gabe, uh, we're probably going to have him on the show at some point and talk about some mountain lions. Yeah, he goes so. out and
2: he does, uh, I can't remember what state he said, but- uh, Montana. He, was it Montana? I so think he, so. Yeah, he goes out Montana mountain lion hunts and stuff like that. And
1: yeah, yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's cool. So it's cool to meet these guys. Um, like I said, we didn't know these guys at all. Uh, before this, um, just kind of worked out, and they're two nice guys, two hardworking regular guys, and mm-hmm. um, so hope everybody enjoys this show. You ready to get in on it? Get this. in it. <laughs>
2: this is the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast.
1: That's my spot. Uh, all right, I'll let you have it. Do it again. Do it again.
2: This is the Missouri Woods and Water Podcast. I'll let you have that one. All right. <laughs>
1: All right, we're excited for this one today. Oh, yeah. With us today, we got Joe Robb. Joe, what's going on, buddy? Oh, not a whole lot. And his buddy Gabe Pearson's with us, too. Yes, sir. <laughs> and uh, so before we get into this, um, this is one of our Tales of the Chase episodes. We're going to hear a badass story about a badass deer that is, the rack is sitting in front of all of us right now, and I'm having a hard time concentrating.
2: It's, but I, I think it's the second biggest deer I've ever seen
1: rack-wise really in front of me i have yep i doubt i've seen anything bigger than this one <laughs> but we'll get into the story yeah. for folks we don't want to ruin it but uh so anyway before we get into this we'll have you guys introduce yourselves real quick joe we'll start with you uh just introduce yourself to everybody who you are where you're from what you do for a living and we'll just go from there
0: mm. all right my name's uh joseph rob i go by joe i drive a tow truck i've been driving a tow truck off and on for about six and a half years uh uh born and raised in Warrensburg, Missouri. I live outside of Warrensburg, Missouri in Centerview, little bitty town. You blink. If you drive by, blink, you miss it. Yep.
2: They got a strip club, though, don't they? <laughs> uh, they used to. They used, used to. to. <laughs> now, okay. the only,
0: now the closest thing you can get to is Fantasy Ranch, and that's <laughs> <laughs> not no good. Oh, that's hilarious.
1: Yeah, I found out about you. I mean, we only live, what, 15 minutes away from each other? Yeah. A small world. I mean, it depends on how fast you drive. Well... Depends on which which small highway you took on the way here. How fast you might yeah. go too. You know. Yeah. Yep. It, gets, it can get sketchy at night. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. All right, Gabe. How about you? Uh, Gabe Pearson from uh from Odessa. I live in Warrensburg now, but own Pearson Contracting. Uh, big deer hunter. Hunter for nineteen years or so, but I'll probably never kill a deer this big. I'd say. <laughs> you know, I gotta feel bad for Joe a little bit in this episode because there's three other guys here, that all are kind of pissed off at him. Oh, more yeah. than anything right i'm not pissed <laughs> for sure. I just, i'm jealous jealous maybe <laughs> that's the better word jealous. Yeah. well i'm pissed off though <laughs> i'm just here to give you some tips so <laughs> i'll take any tips i can get <laughs> if that means i'll kill a 200 plus inch deer whatever i need to do yeah yeah that uh, that is crazy so all right um so get, joe for yourself give everybody kind of background of you know when you started hunting you know what kind of hunting you like doing the best um we'll just kind of go from there and then we'll get into this, the meat of this story. Uh, I've been hunting
0: since I was eight years old. Uh, My dad got me into it. And when, I mean, the only thing I was big on rifle hunting Mm -hmm. and uh, there was no big deal about, you know, shooting racks or anything else like that. We did this for meat. And that's all we did it for. Right. Mm -hmm. There was no trophies. We weren't trying to get trophies. So we'd go out and, in in that time there wasn't no point restriction there wasn't no nothing we shot whatever came out first thing first thing legal comes out you're shooting it yeah unless it was little yeah if it wasn't worth it you know my dad always told me it's got to be at least a decent size so that way we have some meat and Mm -hmm, that's all we did and every year it was i mean it was the same property we hunted for years uh there until my parents did get divorced and then i it was pretty much just hopping properties from then whoever would let me hunt, you know, mm-hmm. but I was all big into rifle hunting and that's all I ever want to do. Never cared to
1: do the bow hunting. Uh, and I just got into that last year.
2: Oh, so you're nice new to it then. Yeah.
1: So you're actually in, in a lot of trouble then, because if you're just now getting into bow hunting, it, you'll, if you're like anybody else, you're going to love it. And you're going to start spending all your time shooting bows and, thinking about it and then you got all this extra time you can hunt deer yeah you yeah. know it from, opens what, up September a lot more opens, or, opens
0: up a lot more opportunity yeah but i'll go ahead and uh give you the bad news because i'm a crossbow hunter yeah eh, it, it's, oh, it's legal once again legal yep oh. is what it is i it's love shooting it. a compound mm-hmm. i love it but i cannot sit there and hold that draw because mm-hmm. my right shoulder's messed up and gabe here he's had soldier shoulder surgery and i'm telling you what he can he can do some stuff now with the bow but yeah me, I'm just like, I can't do it. I, I, And I've all I was raised on was rifle hunting. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm used to looking down a scope.
1: Yep. Hey, and listen to this. Don't ever apologize for the way you choose to use your, <laughs> your tag either. Yeah. <laughs> That's Dude, your, like, your
0: tag, your yep. deal. You do whatever
1: you want yeah. to do, man. We, ain't get, we don't judge I mean, everybody's got shoot. the way they like hunting. I mean, there's, there's hardcore bow hunters, which we are. Um, there's traditional bow hunters, which I'm going to be buying one of those soon. Even try to make it harder on myself, but – yeah, uh, there's there's crossbow, there's rifle. I mean, there's all kinds of different ways to hunting. But the thing that I always, I think we've said this on the show before, is uh, is we if it's your tag and you're hunting the right way and you're ethically hunting, nobody should say a word about the way you're choosing to use the, the the tag that you purchased. So remember that. Don't ever apologize. Use what you want, as long as it's legal, it's legal. Yeah, who cares? Um, so. Yeah, you're gonna start having problems though, because because yeah. then you're gonna be in the woods a lot <laughs> more. Do you have any more. kids? Mm.
0: Get married, having kids or anything? Yep, I just got married June 14th. Okay. Any kids yet? Yeah, I got a one. She just turned one Saturday. Okay. And I have a six-year-old son.
2: Okay. I mean,
0: it's definitely harder on the
2: family because <laughs> you're <laughs> definitely gonna want to spend a little bit more time. But I mean, now that you know he's six or whatnot, you can take them out with you and stuff. But well, I mean,
0: now that I mean now that I've got this monster sitting here, my my goal isn't really much besides downgrading, so <laughs> you're never going to go over <laughs> exactly. This. Yeah. So, my set goal now is to get. I actually got my wife into it this year. Oh, that's she awesome. shot her first doe. Oh, cool. Uh, my son seen my rack and he's like, Dad, I, I want to go get a deer. Like, All right, so my goal now is to go out there and I'll take them two, and then daughter gets old enough, she wants to go. My goal is now is to get them a big one. Yeah, I've go. got my big one, so let's put theirs on the wall with mine. That's yeah. awesome.
2: Most people, like hunting, you know, you always – you go through phases or whatever. I think Mark Kenyon brought it up. He was like, the first stage, you just want to kill one. Like, the second stage, you want to kill as many as you can, and then you kind of get into the – get bigger than the one before. You kind of skip the bigger <laughs> than the one before because there's no way, and people that don't know, we're looking – It was gross scored 213 inches. It's going to be next to impossible to find something bigger than that. So I mean, now, yeah, like you said, it's it's pretty cool. Now you can just focus on you know taking the family and just having a good time with it. So
1: yeah, yeah, and and I mean, you can still be in those different phases of hunting. Yeah, throughout your you know hunting career, we'll call it. But um, you're playing with house money at this point. Yeah. (laughs) So that's awesome. (laughs) Um, Okay, so you've been hunting for. As long as you can remember, especially with a rifle, Mm -hmm. you just recently got into archery hunting last year, um, which is a new experience in itself as far as the time of the year. I mean, you're getting to do different things and you don't have to wait till November whatever it is, 7th or 14th or whenever rifle season starts. 14th. I can't remember what it was. 14th or 15th. You know, you can can be hunting for a few months before that and it's kind of nice because there's not as many people out during archery season typically and, uh, you know, it's kind of nice. So... Um, Gabe, are you pretty, you're a pretty big bow hunter, you said? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, that's man, what I do. So yeah. you kind of, you kind of get that, you know, you, you, a lot of times you can go to the woods and you don't see other hunters. For sure. Um, now rifle season in Missouri is a different thing. It's, I mean, there's the orange a army.
2: Like, yeah, they call it the orange army okay. for a reason. So,
1: or, yeah, so it's pretty cool, but, um, all right, let's, let's kind of get into the story of this guy. Um, we'll start about, we'll start kind of talking about where you were hunting him first and kind of give people a kind of a snapshot of, what you were doing so have you been hunting the property that he died off of for very long before this year no this is my second year of hunting that okay so it's your second year there um and kind of explain just a little bit of the setup of the property don't give anybody addresses (laughs) but um just the setup of the property you know kind of timber crop what is it um you know kind of your plans you know maybe what surrounds it a little bit you know makes you decide what you're going to do um and then we'll kind of just go from there on what you experienced last year kind of moving into this year well
0: uh it's mainly it's set up in like squares there's you got you got a 40 acre lot a 20 acre lot No, 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 no. 30-acre lot, a 20-acre lot, and a 10-acre lot. And they're all just spaced out into those three squares. Mm -hmm. Well, whenever... It's her grandparents, so whenever she started... (coughs) My wife's grandparents, whenever they started getting this property, they started with only 20. Mm -hmm. And they just bought these squares that was connected to them. They're mainly open fields. Mm -hmm. He runs cattle through there every year, but only for a certain amount of time. Uh, There's only... Two parts of it, the timber that runs through, and it's directly through the middle of all three squares. Okay. Uh, it's all open around it. You do have timber on the other side of the property line that butts up to other people's properties that are that are there around me. Mm-hmm. Now this is where it gets crazy because I it's hard to believe this. There is a thousand acres that is also saying except this property that they do not let anyone hunt it. No one hunts it. No one goes over that, there. That butts
1: right up to this yeah. t-
0: talk yeah. about a sanctuary. Yeah. You know? And then on the on the other side of mm-hmm. it, uh there's another kid that just bought it this year and they hunted on it. Mm-hmm. They did hunt on it every year. Mm-hmm. Uh but no one the where this property sits is slapped at him in the <laughs> middle. And there's no crops, there's no farming, nothing around where I hunt. Mm-hmm. It's just cattle open you know open fields of cattle and a little bit of timber uh there's a lot of acorn trees uh and through the past years he did he used to go through there and he would plant clover through Mm -hmm. the fields for the cattle and all Mm -hmm. that stuff and so all that's still there i'm trying to lay it out in my head hey that's all right i can show you like yep if I could just let you see my eyes, you would understand completely. Well you can uh, show me on a map later. Don't
2: you worry about that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm ahead of all you guys. I don't know exactly where it's at.
0: Yeah. Uh, it sits right off a of gravel road. Just out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh there's a there was a lot of gunshots around me this year, more than what I expected. Hmm. But that wasn't until the second weekend of rifle season is right. when all the firing started happening. Yeah, the opening morning it was it was quiet around me. Uh, but where where I hunt, there is a lot of hunters out there. But that thousand, I think that's what that's what helps is that thousand acres that they don't touch. Sure.
2: Oh I mean, yeah. Uh, the, if you got a sanctuary like that where deer can go and stay and they don't have to worry about pressure or anything and they have the opportunity to grow into something like that i mean i mean that that has to be it right if you think Mm
1: -hmm. about it a thousand acres there are a lot of deer a lot of uh, live deer that they can live their whole lives in a thousand acres and never leave it Mm -hmm. i mean there are you've 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 heard stories i mean uh, gabe you said you listen to uh podcast too yep i mean there's stories out there that there are these these seven-year-old, seven-, eight-year-old mature bucks that will live on a 60-acre parcel for the, the last five years of their life because they figure out how to stay alive, and they don't need much to stay alive, and they'll they'll be right there next to their food, go get their food, go right back to where they're bed. They do their breeding. You know, that's when they're most susceptible, obviously, to getting killed. Um, and seems like the story we heard prior to, to recording is similar with this deer, um but we'll get into that but yeah that 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 thousand acre sanctuary sanctuary right there that's awesome because
0: i mean that worked
2: that works out pretty good for you you know yeah
0: so yeah there's there's they're actually separated fields as well it's all fenced off Mm -hmm. everything's got a gate from when you enter from the beginning to you get to the back part and i mean and there is hills uh when you first enter the property you'll come in it's all flat and then you've got another field that's got just a, a hill crest right in the middle of it and then when you you work your way to the back you'll go across a bridge you got to go across a creek that it's a homemade bridge that uh, her grandfather made and you go to the back and it just it's weird because once you get to the back lot it just drops really and you drop into a holler and then you got all this thicket mm-hmm. there in the back the first year I hunted this place I thought that was the hot spot I'm thinking thicket they're going to hide they're going to bed you know <coughs> This is going to be the hot
1: spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that wasn't the case. Really? <laughs> so, yeah. well, let's talk about your first year there. Um, so it was. It, you said your wife's grandparents' place. Yep. Um, and so it was your first year there last year. Did you do anything as far as you know trying to um, put cameras out? Did you do any planning of any food? Did you have to? Did you work on the the property at all for her grandparents? How did you kind of approach your very first year there since? You were, I mean, obviously last year you were going in blind.
0: Yeah. Uh, so pretty much her grand—her grandfather ended up catching wind that I, that I hunted. Well, and deer season was coming around. Mm-hmm. She was pregnant. Uh, and I was like, I didn't really want to go far from home because my other place I hunted was down in Wheatland, Missouri. That's a drive right there, yeah. It's about an hour and a half to go mm-hmm. away and I'd be gone for the whole weekend. Well her grandpa said, looked at me and goes, If you need a place to hunt, you're welcome to hunt my property. It hasn't been hunted in three to four years. We don't hunt anymore. He goes, But I don't ever see deer out here. I'm like, Okay. And so I ended up walk going out one, one weekend and just kinda looking it over and uh I I just I couldn't believe it. I mean, there was deer tracks everywhere I was walking through this place. I was finding rubs, mm. scrapes. I mean, there's licking branches. There's. I was finding all this stuff, and I'm like, oh, okay. Well, then he's like a brother to me. We grew up together. Uh, James Lakey, He's he. me and him both went into this property together because mm-hmm. usually, dang near every year, it's me and him hunting together. And uh, me and him went out there, and we were just, amazed by just talking to him and him telling us there was no he never seen deer yeah he's seen a lot of coyotes and every now and then he's seen turkey but he never seen a lot of deer so man we caught wind of just the tracks that we've seen the rubs that we were seeing we instantly put trail cams out we had six cameras out there within that same weekend mm-hmm. we were out there saturday and we went back out sunday and started slapping up cameras on the heavy trails that we were seeing that were real mud down you could mm-hmm. tell they were going through a lot and then we just, the other cameras, we kind of just kind of winged it and hoped for the Sporadic, best yep. and just kind of stuck them up somewhere. And the funny thing was is that once we did that, a few weeks went by, and the cameras that we caught the bucks on were the ones that we just threw, <laughs> really? We did not the just ones that were it. on the heavy trails. Right. And so we started gathering all these pictures up, and showing her grandpa and he couldn't believe it either he's like really i was like yeah you've got <laughs> right deer right out here. yeah you've got deer out here like crazy and he goes yeah it hasn't been hunting for three or four years so and then after that that's when we decided to start putting some stands and blinds up so we end up installing a two-man stand last year uh and then i stuck a i bought this uh six six or seven person blind off of Amazon. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's huge. It's huge. This yeah. thing this thing you could sleep in it. You can see your cot up in the back. You know, you got that's your, awesome. And the last year was my first year of introducing myself to the Mr. Buddy heater.
2: Oh yeah. Those are awesome, especially when you're
0: in a blind. Yeah. Oh yeah. I won't go without one now. Yeah. They and are nice. And I started using those little green can little canteen propane tanks yeah those don't work you got to get the extension to go on one of the full propane tanks if you do that because those little green ones they frost over and then they freeze up and the heater quits working once i got the attachment for the big thing yeah for that big canister oh
1: man i was i was sweating inside my blind do you do you do you guys hear that right now or do you feel that oh yeah do you sure. f- do you feel the pride welling up in micah i'm in the propane business so yeah he, he's, he's oh. a propane delivery guy <laughs> yeah. oh, okay. so, yeah. he's so. just everything you're saying he's just like yep that's correct yep, got yep it. you're right putting out too damn many it ETUs, Bobby. making
2: those that's great saying we're sitting here with hank <laughs> <laughs> yep so uh, but yeah they do make a difference they're awesome
1: yeah we gave one of those away a few months yeah. ago or yeah uh right before rifle season or something like that i can't yeah. remember but yeah my word uh supplied us with one yeah so. it was pretty awesome so, um, all right, so you put out cameras, you, you started seeing stuff, and this is all last year. Yeah. Uh,
2: and by last year, we mean not this last season, but the season before, because it is 20. Right, would have
1: been the 2019 season. Yep. Yeah. Um, so you, you were seeing stuff. Um, and this is – was this before archery season? Because you said you yeah. started archery hunting last yeah, year. Yeah, it
0: was a couple weeks before okay.
1: archery season. So you're, we're talking early September, late August.
0: Yep. Yeah, because, uh, like I said – James, he's he's a big bow hunter as well. Mm-hmm. And he kept telling me, you need to get a bow hunting, you need to get into bow hunting. I was like, dude, I've never done it. And he goes, yes, but bow hunting, you can scout. And he goes, and I know you like to scout. And he goes, this is your opportunity to do it. I was like, oh, okay. So this this next part is going to get you just as good as the, the finishing one. Ready for it. Because <laughs> it's, it's awesome. So we did our scouting and everything else. and So... He wanted to sit in the two-man stand. We went out. It was the second weekend of bow season on a Saturday. And uh, we ended up going out to him. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to sit in my big blind. That's what I've been doing. I haven't seen much. And he's like, all right, I'm going to go sit in the two-man. I was like, oh, okay. So we get there. And. We're getting out. We're walking into the woods. I'm like, dude, I ain't going to make it to the woods. He's like, why? I was like, because I didn't take my morning shit. (laughs) I was like, dude, I got to get back up to his house. I got to ask her grandpa if I can use the bathroom. (laughs) So he's like, all right, well, I'm going to go ahead and go sit in the stand. Okay. So I went up there.
1: We all feel your pain, by (laughs) the way.
0: And I'm sitting in there. I'm like, oh, man,
1: I should be out there.
0: And we already had a late morning because we screwed up. My coffee wasn't made. It was a bad morning. (laughs) (laughs) Just a bad start to it all. And so I'm finishing up, just getting out of the bathroom. Just went to go walk out the door. And my phone rings. And it's James. He goes, dude, you won't believe this. And I'm like, what? He goes, I just shot a massive doe. <laughs> I'm like, are you serious? He's like, no. He's like, all right, well, I'm walking, I'm walking in my blind, so I'll be there in a minute. He's like, all right, all right. So I get off the phone, I'm walking out there. You know, and I'm walking out real slow because I know he done not shot a doe. Right. So that's telling me they're moving. Sure. So I'm like, all right, I got to take it easy. So I go ahead and put my full mask on. I'm full camoed. I'm all out. My phone, my phone's vibrating in my pocket. I'm like, crap, crap. I answer, I answer. He goes, where are you at? I was like, I just got to the first gate. He goes, come up here to the stand. There's a buck. <laughs> I'm like, all right, all right. So I hang up again, and I get, there's a, when you walk through the gate, and you kind of go off to the right, and you walk up kind of a little bit of a slant hill, and it's a bunch of cedar trees. And then when you come up the hill we stuck this two-man stand up on the hill so that way you could look down all the way around the hill to where you can see anything coming and there's a creek that runs right underneath this two-man stand and i just get right at the crest of the hill to where i can see him standing in the two-man stand my phone's vibrating again well of course i can see him holding his phone up to his face yeah and he's like where are you at i was like dude i can see you standing in the stand and i just kind of see him lean back and he looks right at me and he goes stop now I was like, Oh, all right, all right. He goes, Dude, he's walking right to you. I'm like, What? He goes, Take three steps to your right and then walk straight up. I was like, All right, so I took three and then at this point I put my phone in my pocket. So I had my crossbow ready and uh took three steps to the right, took two steps forward and he instantly tells me to stop. And I can hear him in my pocket. <laughs> and I'm standing there and out of nowhere, this buck just walks broadside, right out I mean 20 yards from me
2: oh, wow. right out
0: beside this tree and so i drawled up well right as i right as i draw up i got him in the scope or right as i fired my crossbow was so loud he turned and looked at me and i had a broadside shot but i ended up shooting him in the neck i had to track him 200 yards before i found him
1: oh well and he was which a seven a, point. which isn't that crazy for a, an archery shot i mean yeah that's not uncommon yeah so yeah they'll run
0: yeah, so I mean, I was I was happy the fact that I didn't really have to hunt. I mean, <laughs> I had to do my morning duty, and I walk out in <laughs> the woods, shoot my deer, and go back inside. This archery
1: hunting is nice. Yeah, this yeah. is easy. Sounds like you're real lucky this year. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. and and that's so is that 2019 then? I mean, yep. you you got one with the archery. Did you did you rifle hunted? Yep, in ni- nineteen the season of nineteen. Mm-hmm. uh And didn't get anything as far as a buck, or did you get any does, or... Out of the three of us, we took five. Nice. Uh, we took
0: three does, or, yeah, three does and a buck. I was the only one that got the buck with the bow season.
1: Gotcha. So, here's the interesting part people can start getting into on this story. So, in 2019, you and your buddy started putting out cameras. Mm hmm And, like you were telling me on the phone the other night, uh... Good, some good bucks were on camera, but this guy mm, never once, huh? Yeah, never once last year. Don't get into this year yet. But so, you know, this this deer as of last year didn't exist in your in your mind. You didn't know he existed, but there was some good deer, you know, on that property that you had hunted. You got a decent one, you said, and yeah, the uh, biggest
0: one we seen last year was uh, the biggest one I seen in person was a big 8. I mean, he's and this year he was a 10. Mm-hmm. But last year he's a he's a big 8. He's still out there. Uh on camera, the biggest one we got was a 12 last year on camera. And we've yet
1: to see him in person. But it's a it's a good it's a good start though to a property when you're like, oh, right, yeah, we got some get some bucks mm-hmm. there. Yeah, you know, when potential. when her grandpa said, "I don't see deer." you go from okay this probably isn't any anything to putting out some cameras and you're like well you said you walked it and saw a bunch of scrapes and rubs and all that and then you get cameras out and you see deer so and then you harvest one and then everybody else harvests you know whatever they did uh, the rest of the year uh, throughout rifle season so it it did well for you yes year 1 uh now year 2 2020 um Kind of approached it the same way. You guys put cameras out, um, did some scouting. You might I don't even know. You might have hung more stands or whatever. But kind of take us through the beginning of this year, how you went about it, or so, this season.
0: Well, so since we already scouted that, that, that prior year, we went ahead and stuck cameras out during the summertime. Mm-hmm. And we started monitoring it somewhat during the summer, just kind of seeing if we could see what was still there compared to what we got. Just that season, that past season, and we weren't getting anything. I mean, nothing. The cameras were dead. We weren't getting pictures of nothing. And then right right closer, uh, about, about the same time, about two weeks before bow season, we started getting crazy pictures. I mean, deer after deer. I mean, there was groups of seven to eight does together. There was three or four bucks running together. You it said was, a
1: few weeks before bow season. Mm-hmm. He's that damn property. Yeah, he's the one that he's the one where all the the bucks disappear off of and go to. <laughs>
2: yeah, our properties are the opposite. Yeah. We get them all during the summer, and then once the season comes, that's when they leave. Yeah, they go hardhorn, and
1: it's like, well, they're gone for a while now. They'll they'll start coming back, but I my main property, I bet after they go hardhorn, I bet they'll leave for a good solid month. I won't I won't almost get a single picture of a buck, and then season hits, and they start kind of trickling back in and. It works out fine. But, yeah, you're you're where they go. That, you're the, that <laughs> property, which is a be. good thing. Good yeah. place to be. Well, see,
0: we have a five – I'd say five acres of it. There's a big – I mean, it's a deep creek. You, you can't drive to get to the other side. you got to climb to get to this side. And then there's a little five-acre lot field that's open that never gets brush hogged, never gets – Nothing. It's it's always tall. Yeah. And we end up going over there and I'm telling you the biggest bedding area I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh and that that right there told us we ain't touching it. Yeah. We're leaving it. Leave it alone. And then it butts up to another that to the back part of the property, which they bed all around the edge of that, which was that back part that drops down mm-hmm. and is the deeps in and the where I first was gonna think that it was a hot spot. And that's where I figured out that they That's where they go to bed, and that's where they go to pretty much get away from everything if they need to be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, after going in from that couple weeks, like I said, a couple weeks before bow season, pictures just started coming in left and right. And then bow season started, and nothing. (laughs) They were there for a couple weeks. We actually started realizing that every two weeks on that third week, we'd see them. So every three weeks we were seeing deer, mm-hmm. and uh, so we were like, "Well, we're, we weren't real sure what to do from there." And so, when well, the, boat- the
1: thing is, I mean, <clears throat> you're you're in the beginning of the season, so I mean, uh-huh. deer are still on their cycles; they haven't started rutting really yet, and stuff isn't happening, so they're still on cycles. So it's, I mean, it's very possible that just the way they were cycling that year they were going to be coming through your property every 10 days or 20 days or whatever, and you start seeing that. And as soon as you start figuring it out, well, then does start going into heat and then the pre-run hits. And then, I mean, then stuff starts going crazy. But What yeah. I
0: think threw it off though is he runs cattle through there and mm-hmm. he only runs it for so many months. Yep. Well, that so many months was right before we stuck our cameras back out. Mm-hmm. So they changed their complete route because they didn't like the cattle being there once. Yep. After, I'd say – Month and a half, two months went by with no cattle. Then that's when we started getting more pictures. Yep, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it too. does. Yeah, but I mean, the cattle—they destroyed it. They they roughed it up. I mean, I was trying to go out there without breaking my ankles. Yeah. But
1: you you your old property, Micah. Yeah. The, ran, the guy used to have run cattle. Yeah, and that he ran
0: cattle
2: year round on it, and so I would I would have to hunt. i mainly just hunted the edges. I never hunted in the middle of the property, and it, it was it had timber and stuff all throughout it. But the deer would always. They would just cut corners. They would never stay on the property and mm-hmm. stuff like that because of the cows and stuff like that. So, yeah. I mean, I still had lots of deer movement and stuff like that, but I, they never stayed there. They'd always just cut the corners, so I was always hunting the edges and stuff
0: like yeah, that. Yeah, and that's what yeah. we ended up realizing they were doing because the creek goes through this property and goes on to other ones. Mm-hmm. We figured out that they were using that creek, and then they were avoiding everything else until after the cattle got out.
1: Yeah, yep. makes and, sense. And I, someone told me this. It's not that deer don't like cattle. They just just, why why would you want to be around it when you don't have to be? Right. You know, it's just Mm -hmm. like, you know, uh, this real stinky guy that, you know, lives up the the street from me, I don't like him necessarily or whatever, so I don't I don't dislike him, but don't mean I'm gonna go hang out with him every day either. You know, Mm -hmm. it's kind of the same thing with cattle. I mean deer just kind of stay away, so as soon as the cattle come off your grandpa's farm, they they notice and they start showing back up. Yeah, makes sense. So make sure you tell Grandpa, you're going to take them out every every year in July, right? Or, or whatever, in July. They're, they're coming out, right? Nah, I've tried to talk to him like, oh, let's not run some cattle this <laughs> year. All right, so went through season. Uh, had cameras out. Went mm-hmm. through uh, archery portion. Uh, did, didn't harvest anything archery wise? Oh, no,
0: that was my favorite part right there. Okay. Because there was multiple deer I could have shot. There was multiple deer I could have taken.
1: Hmm.
0: I didn't want to. I didn't have the need to. I seen a couple bucks out there that were legal to shoot. Uh, but I mean, at this point in time, I just got me a tripod, six foot, and uh, it's a it's a they said it's a two person, and uh, just got it set up because the year prior we only did the two man stand. Mm-hmm. Well, at this point we now have three stands and two blinds. Okay my six-foot tripod blind, and then my six- or seven-person blind. And then we had a two-man stand, a single stand, and a climb stand. And uh, so I just – I threw my tripod in this field to where I had my big blind last year. I'm like, I'm just set this up here. If I kill something, I kill something. If I don't, I don't. I want to use this year because it was my second year of hunting it, and I really want to – I want to I want to see what they're using, see, what they're liking. So so
2: you're using it as an offer, observation. Yeah. stand
0: yeah. time. Yeah. My cross you. my crossbow was loaded. I never picked it up. Yeah. Uh I had multiple I had a good sized doe walk 10 yards from me right next to my tripod stand. I did not have the urge or the or feel the need to reach out and tag her. I'm like I I want to see where you go. I I want to I want to know what kind of route you're using. Or what? What? What's your? What? What? She was thinking. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And so I sat out there all bow season as much as I could. And at this point in time, I was not working because COVID done already kicked in, and yeah. Oh, yeah. all that good stuff. So I was spending three to four days out of every week sitting See? out there. See, what did we say? It turns
1: into a problem. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be. No, going it's out. a good problem, but it, yeah. it
0: I'd be going out there in the morning. <laughs> my wife, what are you doing tomorrow? Uh, Is your mom watching the baby? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, she wants to. It's like, all right, she can take the baby. I'm going to the woods. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> but I did sit a lot of time out there. And uh, there was a couple of days I packed my lunch. And I just stayed out there all day just watching. There was, you know, there was times I didn't see nothing. But, I mean, it's peaceful. Oh, yeah. So, I, I still enjoyed it either way. And then... uh But, I mean, just where I was sitting at was an open field, kind of down a holler. And then where I was facing at went up to another hill, which was the other square part. It goes up a hill, and there's telephone poles or electric poles that run up this. And I was kind of noticing that these deer were crossing at the top of that, right at the crest of that hill. And I've seen that day after day after day, and the normal time was always between 7 and... And ten o'clock, hmm. every time, and it was normally the same three does that I was seeing. So I got with James. I was like, man, I was like, I think they're crossing up top. I don't think they're crossing down here where where we were thinking. Right. So right there at the end of bow season, I went ahead and moved my tripod stand up the top of that hill. I said, I think this is the spot. Yeah. Sat out there three times during bow season. Man, they were using that. They were using the property I was hunting. And crossing right in that open field to get to the other property that we butt up to. That 1,000 acres? No. No? The one that, uh, so where I'm sitting at, you've got the 1,000 acres to the south of me. Okay. And then the same person that owns the 1,000 acres owns this other lot, which meets up to the 1,000 acres just to the west of me. Okay. Directly north of me is another property where they hunt, but they don't bow hunt. They just rifle hunt, yeah, and they were running over there during bow season. So I pretty much just nothing was coming out that I was real interested in, and that, and I knew what they were doing. So I went ahead. We moved the cameras up there where I was seeing them cross that field, and uh, this week, and then couple, I'd say a week, week and a half went by, and then that's when next thing you know it. We went out there one day to kinda of check on things and and this is very important what I'm gonna say next because last year we s I think we screwed up. We didn't have scent cover, we didn't worry about what we were wearing and none of that when we went out there to set up. And I think it did a toll when it came to rifle season. Okay. Because during bow season they weren't used to us being there. It was our first year hunting there. Yeah they were they didn't know what was happening rifle season we didn't see nothing until doe season last year really this year i mean we sent covered we we always made sure we wore our hunting gear out there to prep our stations because we have i stick my stuff uh into a tub Mm -hmm. a lock sealed tub and i'll use that uh Earth scent, okay. The earth scent tabs that you can hang from the trees and stuff. Yeah, I open a thing of those and I throw them in the tub and I leave that sealed all year long. My wife hates it. (laughs) I open up that tub when it comes deer season. Man, the whole house smells (laughs) like dirt. Yeah, Yeah. but it it works. I've I've noticed it. It works. And you're
1: paying attention to your wind, Mm -hmm. how you smell, so that if they do catch your wind you know they it might trick them or it might uh it could potentially make them think that that's nothing's going on but i mean that's a good point when you're going in to set up or to work mm-hmm. and especially for you when you pretty much have an idea that they're in this thousand acres or they're in this this other spot that butts up to it when i'm in here working and if my wind is just blowing straight into it all i'm doing is educating 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 the deer that there's somebody here Mm -hmm. so and it it does suck when you want to go work on it the wind's blowing the wrong way and you're like yeah i gotta stay out yeah i gotta stay out and just do it another day but Uh, it's a it's a good plan we stuck to the open field so right towards the
0: the only time we went in the actual thicket and the timber was bow season when we went out there to sit any other time we we tried to make sure our cameras (coughs) were on the edge uh if we had to go in, we didn't go in far. We tried to stay out of the thicket. That's their home, that's what they use. We don't want to go in there brushing up all against it with our arms and our hands and everything else and then they catch wind of that and mm-hmm. they not like it and then they end up taking a different route. Yeah. So, so that's when we started noticing like I said, it was it was a couple it was I it was the second week of bow season. And we just caught uh when I moved my tripod stand to that hill up top, there was—we missed them. We didn't catch them, but scrapes and licking branches, and we walked right past them. I don't know how many times, and we—it never crossed our minds. And we finally caught them, and we're like, "Holy!" One was a community scrape. We ended up figuring it out one was a community scrape. This thing was huge, really? and there was there was four or five different kind of scrapes on it, and so—or was it? <laughs> just <laughs> <laughs> I just picked up this giant rack. <laughs> uh, yeah. and and the next thing you know, this right it was a week a week before rifle season, we went out there to kinda of scout and just kinda of check on our stuff and there was rubs all next to these and he actually they actually started doing a, a pattern mm-hmm. where they were going down the line to where you could follow the rubs and see which direction he was going on which one he was and everything else. And we always went off of the base of the tree they use, what kind of tree they rubbed on and all that on, depending on the size. And these, these were not, he didn't do these. This, this was the 10 point that we had on camera. Mm-hmm. And cause we ended up putting cameras out there
1: and we got him doing it. Got him doing yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty cool to get a scrape line or a rub line. Yeah. You know, I, I, all the years I've hunted, um I I've still not been able to find a line just cuz my properties are smaller or that there's not much timber and it'd be really fun to find a rub line and you know kind of f- figure out where he's coming from or going to every every night, every every morning, all that stuff. So so leading up to rifle season, you you're getting this 10-pointer on camera doing his stuff. Mhm. But once again, as far as you know, this deer right here doesn't exist. Yep. Never seen him. Still haven't seen him. Never. Not a single picture. Not a sighting. Nothing. So, in your mind, you're kind of after this 10 or, you know, other other deer that might be making sign in there, too. Yeah. And then, you know, uh, obviously, the night before rifle hits and you guys are making your plans and all all that, and I'm assuming you're saying, hey, we're going to go out, and I know you did, but you know, what was your thoughts going into the opening day of Rifle? What was your kind of your goal or your plan there?
0: Well, with where James was sitting and with where I was sitting, I was hoping the way the end of bow season went, I was kind of doubting myself. I wasn't seeing much. Uh, But from what we've heard from other people, we knew the rut was hitting hard. (laughs) It hit perfect uh, this year. Yes, it did. Uh, And so we were hoping, you know, maybe – Maybe we get some does in here, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll get something drawn out. And we were hoping we actually, <laughs> we actually sat down and made a list of these deer we had on camera and we named them. Boom. Uh, the no, hold on, hold on! Don't even go further.
2: <laughs> I give him crap every year because he names all his deer too. I just don't.
1: Gabe, do you? I do. Boom! It's three against four. I'm just telling yeah. you. Join the party. Join the party. It's fun.
0: Yeah. We'll actually sit there and we'll study the pictures. Yeah. Me and yeah. James
1: will. And
0: we'll look for characteristics, like just certain things, you know, maybe he's got a cut on his left ear. So we'll know that's, like, one of ours was Tank. We named him Tank mm-hmm. because he he was the biggest. And, I mean, not only was he a 10, the biggest neck I've seen. I mean, this dude this dude looked like he went <laughs> to the gym five days a week. <laughs> this, this deer was built. And and so we named him Tank, and then there was a the 8-point we ended up finding on the camera. That Like I said, the previous year he was 8. Uh, he was also 10 this year. Uh, he's still out there, so is the other one.
1: We'd never seen either one of them. So that was your kind of your goal, or your plan was to go after these deer, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And then you went out open in the morning, and uh, well, shit, we're at the story now, so yeah. mm-hmm. let's let's, hear it. let's just go through the story. So...
0: Got up, and my sister's brother-in-law and his girlfriend wanted to go hunting with me. I was like, that's fine. I'm going to sit in my tripod stand. I was like, I've been doing this studying. I've been doing this scouting. That's where I'm sitting. That's where we need to sit. And he's only going out there with me to shoot whatever comes out. And uh, his name's Lucas, and his girlfriend's name's Celeste. And uh, so we get out there, and I told him I want to get out there early. So we got out there about 5.15
2: Plenty early, yeah. and
0: uh, he goes and I told him it was like still dark. They ain't going to see us coming in. We got to be quiet as possible. I don't want them hearing us coming in. Going in, we ran something out. We I heard it. Mm-hmm. We get in the tripod stand. <laughs> this is when it gets kind of funny because it's a two person tripod stand. <laughs> You're trying to fit three people. <laughs> I'm a pretty big dude. <laughs> <laughs> I probably count for two. The good thing is is her brother, Lucas, he's, he's a small guy, and so is Celeste. So we end up get, sitting chair to chair. I'm on the left side. He's on the right. We end up sitting her down on the platform of this <laughs> tripod stand. She's sitting down there all cuddled up and all that. So we're sitting there hanging out, and day breaks, not much going on. And Luke's got to look at me and goes, what is out there in the middle of the field? I'm like, I don't know. I kind of look and I see a coyote. This was it. I'm telling you, this is 20 minutes before before the shit happened. The the the, the good part. Yeah. And a week before this, I just bought this six five Creedmoor. And the same thing happened during bow season the year prior. A week before I went bow hunting, I bought my crossbow. So I went and bought this uh, Thompson Center mm-hmm. six five Creedmoor. Everybody was talking about them, so I'm like, I'm gonna get one. I'm gonna see what it does. Good gun. Shot it. I loved it. Yeah. Shot like a 22, but has a power, powerful just as a 243. Yep. They're tech drivers for sure. So this coyote standing out there in the field, I'm like, screw it, I'm gonna shoot it. I've never killed a coyote. Shot it. He did some kind of circling thing and then just <laughs> took off running. I'm like, well, if I got him, he died over there, and he ran over to the other property that we're butted up to. And then Luke's like, think you killed it? He's like, if I did, it's on the other property. I was like, that would have been cool to have that because I probably would have had it mounted. And uh, so we're sitting there. About 20 minutes goes by. And, you know, we're getting bored. She's asleep.
1: <laughs> she fell
0: asleep over there in the corner. Me and Luke's play, sitting here playing on our phones. You know, we're laughing. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah, Just normal. Yeah. yeah. We're sitting here talking just like this. Yep. But I'm in a tripod stand that has a blind on it. Mm-hmm. It's hard for – and I'm thinking rifle season, they're usually 100 yards. So it's hard. It's not like bow season. Bow season, it's, you, I can't make a peep. And I try not to smoke. as I smoke. So I try not to smoke either.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But sort of sitting there, and when you're sitting in the tripod stand, you're looking at an open field. And if you look off to the east, there's a, there's a little bit of timber, and it's real thick, but it comes out to the uh, – a point and this doe comes hauling ass around this this point right out in the open field and i'm like look 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 dear dear, here you go here's your chance he's around like, oh. so we're watching him and the next thing you know ah. <laughs> he come flying out right behind was her. that
1: was was that the sound you made
0: oh <laughs> <laughs> that's it was like someone just just signed a light down I mean I'm sitting there and just, you know, doe, doe, you know, oh this doe's running. I'm just looking at her and I'm not getting hyped up and then I just see this massive rat come out behind her. I'm like, holy mother of God. (laughs) I'm shaking, I'm grabbing my gun, Luke's like, I can see him. Don't you shoot him. Don't you don't you do it. (laughs) Was there was there a fist fight in the blind? Oh no. See on our way out there I done told him I was like I'm thinking of the 10-point. I'm like, dude, I was like, I'm telling you now, a big boy walks out, you shoot him, I'm shooting you. <laughs> I was like, that's, I, was like you, I put my work into this. I, I'm doing all this and everything you, else. You you, you want to
2: shoot a doe or something, that's fine. But yeah, I was like, good job pre-gaming. You yeah. guys pre Good <laughs> job. Like, At talked
0: about it. I was like, you see, a little buck, as long as he's legal, you can take him. Yeah. I was like, but I was like, I don't want to go out here doing like like slaughtering and taking all this. I was like, I, we need to manage this a little bit. So we got to watch what we take. Yeah. And he's like, all right, all right, because he doesn't, he doesn't ever come out there, and do, he doesn't have time. He's right. he's constant he works nights mm-hmm. and everything else, so he ain't got time to do much. But and he hasn't hunted since he was just a little boy. Mm-hmm. He his dad would take him out, so he starts hunting. He started hunting with me now. But yeah, so he ran out, and I mean, Luke Luke could have dropped him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he did he did me a huge favor by not taking that shot.
1: And uh, so, how far is the deer from you at this point? I mean, hundred yeah. yard shot, or what are you thinking?
0: Uh he he stuck right around one hundred twenty, one hundred twenty five. So he never what, came no closer. Close never got enough no that
1: you could tell he was not small. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. The first thing, the first thought that popped in my head was that big ten point. Yeah. And I'm thinking this is it. I'm gonna get him, and I was not gonna let him go. And the first shot I made. I've never tried to shoot one on the run, like on a hard run, and he was on a hard run. Neither one of them were slowing down, and uh, I grazed him underneath, uh, shot him in the dick. (laughs) (laughs) He (laughs) he reared up and uh, he still didn't slow down. And you're not making that up, no. You shot him. I shot his dick off completely. (laughs) It's gone. It was it was dangling there. And what's funny was, is after this, I kind of made a joke because the doe that came out, she was real young. She was it very big As I can like, see what happens <laughs> see what yeah, was- This old man was chasing this young girl <laughs> He got his dick shot off <laughs> Oh my goodness uh, <laughs> That's hilarious but- So he rode up And he just rode up For just a matter of seconds And just continued to go with her And, she- and what what was amazing was is The fact that he it didn't slow him down This dude was on a mission and I actually had to, you know how most hunters, you watch these shows and, and stuff like that, you'll hear them do that, Murr, yeah, Murr, like, you know, get them to stop and look at them. I had to screen that in order for him to get him to stop. And he looked right at me. yeah. And then that second shot, it just dropped him right where he was. And what was even, what amazed me even more, <laughs> before we get to that part, I shot and I seen him hit the ground. Oh, man. James was sitting down there in the other stand. He was probably 200, maybe a little over 200 yards from me. He could hear me screaming bloody mutter. And, I mean, <laughs> I was yelling. I was like, whoa. I mean, I'm screaming. I'm yelling, and we're in this tripod stand. <laughs> Luke. Now, right as he dropped, or I'm sorry, let me back up a bit because I missed a good part. <laughs> when he come running out, she was asleep. Not even thinking, I reached down one hand. I grabbed her up off that platform and I'm holding her next to me so she can see it. <laughs> one handed, I picked her up off this platform and, she, and I'm like, Celeste, look at this. <laughs> look at this thing. <laughs> and, then, and then so, but after all that, I shot him. He dropped and I go to get down and I, I'm like this. The whole tripod is just shaking. And Luke and Celeste are all like, they're like, you got to stop. You're going to make this thing fall over. And then we're all going to get hurt. I'm like, oh, I'm getting down, I'm getting down, I'm trying to unzip it, and I grab the handles on the ladder, and I'm like shaking the whole. I'm not trying to. <laughs> oh no, no, but you heard, dude, I'm I get it. shaking. I'm cons- I'm looking at them, and they're going back and forth in the tripod as I'm climbing down.
1: Buck fever. Yep, it's a real thing. Uh,
0: and I get down, and I'm like, they're working on getting their stuff, and I'm telling, them, I'm, like, come on, come on, come on, get the- get the hell out of the stand, let's go, let's walk over there. <laughs> they're like, dude, he died. He's dead. He's you got him. I was like, yeah, but I want to see him. Yeah, so I'm put my hands on. So we're walking across the field and I'm we're kind of talking. I'm like, Luke, he's a big one. He goes, I go, dude, I think it's that big 10. He goes, dude, he's bigger than a 10. It's like, what makes you say that? And we kind of stopped where we were looking and we could see the whole half of the rack sticking up out of the field. Yeah, either one of these sides. We'll
2: tell you and that. I'll, yeah. What's his inside spread? Do you remember off the top of your head? 21. Yeah. yeah 21. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Huge. But, anyways, as you were saying, sorry. So really- I
0: get closer and I walk up on this thing and. I didn't have any words. Like it was just,
1: I I, yeah. I was speechless. I mean, the first time touching this in the, I mean, you know, on the hoof, I can, I cannot imagine. And once again, you had never seen this deer in your life, mm-hmm. not on camera, not in person, nothing. Mm-hmm. And that is, I mean, that is the rut right there. Yeah, that is the rut everywhere you go. That's the rut because
0: he's, he's was definitely a rut. Buck. It can
1: make a uh, I guess you'd call it a dream come true or shatter dreams at the same time. You know mm-hmm. because I'm sure there was somebody that knew about him or or well you're gonna tell us a, a story I guess but um, you know there were there were hopes and dreams crushed and made all at the same time and that's the rut right there. I mean yeah. you know it can it can make deer like him who is obviously mature. I mean, I would, I would guess he's no, no less than five or six years old at this. I mean, maybe even guess. seven.
0: The taxidermist said seven.
1: I was gonna say he's, he's most likely six or seven. Um, you know, it just depends. Some, sometimes they start going down quicker, and you just never know. But um, that deer was not a dumb deer, Mm-mm. and all of a sudden he was doing dumb things because chasing that's what the that young is. tail. Yep, and uh, got his dick shot off, like you said. <laughs> <should have laughs> <heard>. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, We've all been there. We've all made, you know, subpar shots in our lives at some point. Yep. And, uh And, um, you know, luckily he was – you got him to stop at least and you're able to put the second shot on him. So yep. that's that's really nice. So you touched him for the first time and you're just like, what? I mean
0: – I I instantly started taking out my phone yeah. and just – I mean, calling people. You guys won't believe this, you know. Sending pictures out. I was taking pictures right off the bat and just getting them out. Well – my first phone call was to James, of course, because he was he was down there. And uh, I done called him once I got out of the tripod saying, I was like, dude, I shot a big buck. And, I, and he goes, was it the Big Ten? I was like, dude, I'm pretty sure it is. I'm pretty sure it is. He's like, all right, uh, let me know. So we walk up on him, and then I end up figuring out to, he's a 17 point. And I'm like, well. Has pushed a little damp on the 10 point. <laughs> so I call him back, like, dude, he's 17 points. He goes, No, there's no way. He's like, dude, I am telling you. He goes, You're screwing with me. I was like, No, I'm not, dude, I'm telling you, oh, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. And about that time, I just happened to look over and here comes another buck. Just running out <laughs> in the middle of the field. Yeah. <laughs> Stops and looks at us. The rut. And I'm like, nope, he's not legal. He's only got three on one side. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, no, Luke, we got to let him go because Luke hasn't shot nothing yet. Mm-hmm. So he took off and jumped over the fence. So, I mean, I mean, instantly right after that, this seven point come running straight at us from the same spot. And I'm like, Luke, if he, he looks legal. And then Luke drew up and he had him in his scope. He goes, he's legal. I was like, then take him. And he dropped him right there. And James was on the phone. He goes, did Luke get one? I was like, yeah, he just dropped a buck too. He's like, holy crap. What is going on out here? And he yep.
2: probably didn't see nothing all morning, did he? No.
1: He didn't see <laughs> nothing. <James. laughs> Poor James. James, hey, I feel your pain,
0: buddy. Sorry, man. <laughs> and so he he's like, All right, well, I'm go I'll just come up there. And I was like, all right. And so we walk over to Luke's seven point and we're standing by it. James comes around the gate and we're like he goes, Are you standing by yours? I'm like, Yeah, this is my big one right here. Oh, yeah. So, okay, he walks up <laughs> and he goes, Yeah, see, I knew you were screwing with me. <laughs> I'm like, no, mine's over there. he <laughs> looks out and he goes, holy crap. I was like, you can't see that from here. He goes, no, but I can see it sticking up out of the grass. Yeah. Like, yeah. Gosh. And he just walked, he was, dude, he was speechless too. I would be too. Mm-hmm. And he's like, man, I can't believe this. And all he kept saying was, look at the mass on this thing.
1: Yeah. That's, that's what gets me about him. And what was the, I mean, you grew up, you said hunting, you know, for meat and, you know, racks didn't matter to you. And I mean, even going into this year, you guys had some, some things you wanted to do, but. It wasn't like you thought you were going to shoot this. Yeah, no. What was the first time that you had an idea that he was going to be over 200 inches? I mean, did you probably just looking at him were like, oh, he's big, but you had no idea. I mean, when was the first time someone mentioned to you or that you thought, holy hell, I could have a a deer that's over 200 inches?
0: Honestly, I still don't even think it's sat in yet. Yeah. (laughs) Because I still look at this thing. There he is. I can't believe myself that I've got him. Like, it's just... He's gorgeous. You're fortunate. Very fortunate. A part of me sits here and looks at this thing and goes, damn. Yeah. Look what I've done. And then another part of me is like, oh, my God, look what you've done.
1: Like, Uh, a sad part. Like I get
0: it. Like, now, what am I... I, this, This was what I went out in the woods to do. Like, this is what I was looking for. This was... It gave me hopes. Like, it gave me – it made me try. Mm-hmm, it sure, made me yeah. actually do things to – and, I mean, I'm still going to continue to do that for my family, as my wife and my daughter and my son and all that, because I want to get them on a big one. But, I mean, yeah. just from what I did, I did not think <laughs> what we did would get this guy here. Right.
1: Yeah, I mean, and it doesn't a lot, but, I mean, this is – I mean, this is why I think the story is so cool because so for the listener that uh, we've said it several times, this deer measured just just under two hundred and thirteen inches, what, two twelve and six eighths or whatever. Yep. Um, and this was officially scored by uh um official scorer and um it's a legitimate deer. I mean, my goodness. And what I think's cool about this deer is Joe, you are just like anybody else that's hunting in the state of Missouri right now. You're a regular guy goes to work every day, works hard. uh, I don't know about that. Well, (laughs) goes to work, (laughs) has a job, you know, um, has a small piece of property that he can hunt and does what he can when he can do it. Um, You know, it's not like you're able to do a whole lot more than that, and this happened. Yeah. My thoughts on
0: that right there is if you're a hunter, don't ever – don't doubt yourself. Like we doubted, I've doubted myself a lot. And I mean, just don't give up. I mean, yeah. If you don't, if you ain't got property hunt, if you know somebody who who hunts and they're gonna let you hunt it, you never know what's gonna happen. No, you don't. Especially during the rut. Yeah, and
1: you too could shoot a two hundred inch deer. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably it, not, but still, yeah, it's <laughs> possible. The, the, the crazy thing is, everybody listening, nobody. I mean, where I hunt. I don't, I don't think I'm ever going to see a 180 inch deer, let alone a 214 or 213, whatever this is. But you, you really, you really don't know. I mean, Uh, it is, anything's possible wherever you hunt. I mean, this deer was in hay fields, not much crop around from the way you've explained it. A bunch of, you know, acreage where he could probably hide. And this is what came out of it. Yeah. I mean, a freaking giant, um, gorgeous deer, um, technically is considered non-typical is yeah. what you were telling me yep but i mean mostly just because he's got a bunch of trash coming off and you know different points but he's got a typical shaped rack yeah rack i mean he's he's about as cool as as you could get and the mass is just amazing i mean yeah. you know all for the listener of, i know you're not getting to all to,
2: kinds of blades and yeah I mean, it's pretty cool
1: palmation and of course there'll be you'll see pictures uh with the episode release and people will uh um, see a picture of them but you know um, this is one of the coolest things about what we do with this podcast is you know we're getting to lay hands on a, a beautiful deer uh, that will most likely be on your wall at some point i'm guessing
0: All Right, the <laughs> doctor told me i'd have it by summer
1: nice uh yeah and that's that's a gorgeous gorgeous thing
0: and speaking of pictures uh there was a guy that was four properties from me that was hunting the same deer and he called him turkey foot
1: that was his name yeah because
0: of this because of that back there and he called him turkey foot uh he actually got a hold of me on facebook and he sent me trail cam pictures and trail cam videos of this deer that he's been hunting for two years oh wow last year he uh he sent me pictures of him last year last year he was only an 11 point wow so he really blew up
2: yeah that's really cool yeah that happened with my buck that i got in two years ago uh the neighboring farm we lost we had early pictures of them still in velvet we never had any hard horn and then i harvested the sunday of opening weekend and then the neighbor she she was kind enough to send me all the trail because he moved over to her farm but then during the same thing during the rut he came chasing in a doe and she sent me all the pictures that she had of him. so that yeah. was pretty
1: cool and that's cool that guy to do that i mean yeah you know he all at the same time he's probably happy for you and just wants to cry. Oh probably. yeah, he told
0: me he was sad. Oh, I mean, that, I get it, you know. And, but he was happy too because he's yeah. like he goes, "I'm glad someone got him," and he goes, I'm, "and he goes," he's like, "I can't give you a big enough congratulations." Right.
1: Yeah, I mean, and that's 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 what I mean. You know, most hunters that there are other hunters that are doing things the right way around them root for that person. You know, it's not like I don't. I don't want to see you fail. Uh, yeah, would I? Would he have loved to got what? What do you call him? Turkey foot. Yeah, that that does make sense. Yeah, that one uh, right, there, right there. You know, would he have loved to got him? Sure, but at, at least you know he's going to be enjoyed for the rest of someone's life, and this deer's going to be somewhere forever. I mean, I, I don't think this deer's ever going to go so in the trash <laughs> yeah and i'm
0: really hoping with the way we're running around that area i'm really hoping as gene pulls in there oh
1: yeah well and you just never know i mean that's that's what's cool about some of these stories is this guy could have died over the winter mm-hmm. i mean he could have been seven years old like the the scorer was saying he was potentially and i mean he could have got sick over the winter and, and died and you know was he
2: a pretty big bodied deer
0: Oh
1: yeah! Huge. Oh yeah! It so took it huge took older. three of
0: us to get him in the truck. Oh wow! Uh, taking him in when I had him processed, uh, took him up there to cutting up, and uh, they actually when I picked up when they were finished processing with it, the the hang weight for skinned and gutted was a hundred and nine. Oh wow! Uh, so they won't. From talking to them and just kind of gathering what we had to lift, I'd say he was 300, if not a little more, <laughs> getting him in the truck. Mm-hmm. That's a huge yeah, deal. I
1: could see where that would correlate because uh, <laughs> that's just, it's amazing. I mean, yeah. I can't, I can't. Uh, congratulations, by the way. Have we said that? I don't think I don't we think said so. that yet. But yes, congratulations. Congratulations. What a, a cool story. Um, cool way we found out about it. I mean, I can't believe, you know, we don't live 15 minutes apart from each other and this freak was killed i mean not 15 minutes from where i live but at least in the general area and it's it's cool to know these deer are out here they're not just on these giant deer farms being grown they're not just where you know you've got 1000 acres that you can that you can uh what manage it the way you want to and and yeah you can get those in that that scenario but this was killed on a 60 acre horse pasture or cow pasture basically yep. And um, you're talking about a 213 inch deer, so that's that's awesome, um, and it's it's another an average person, just like me, Micah, Gabe, we're all average guys that are just love hunting. So, congratulations, dude!
0: And whatever we did this year, man, it worked because we took three bucks off this. Uh, James took a, I want to say it was about a 145 eight nice. point, nice. 140. And he was in the 140s. Two days, same spot after mine. Really? Yeah. That's awesome. And then the day after, uh, or it was the weekend after I shot mine, his girlfriend <coughs> took a seven point. Very cool. Yeah, that's so pretty cool. We took four of them off there within the rifle season. That's awesome.
1: Yeah. And that's what we love about these Tales of the Chase episodes that we do. I mean, some of them we've had industry experts on uh you know professional hunters quote unquote however you want to uh, describe them and we've had them on and, and their stories are awesome we've had uh guys talking about fish uh, fishing trips that have been on that are awesome and you know we've had regular folks that have been out and killed um stuff in you know st louis with ted bright on a couple months ago about his archery buck and
2: buddy that's 38 years old
1: and killed his first doe first you doe know, at 30 39 years 39 old 39 years old yeah so and so, uh, and then just a, another cool guy, nice guy that likes to hunt and went out and killed a freaking two hundred thirteen inch deer. So uh, that's that's what's awesome about these stories, and they're 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 all different, they're all unique, and this one's amazing that you never even knew he existed till the day you put a bullet in him. Yeah, I, I can't believe that. Yeah. that's cool.
0: Oh, that's still hard for me to believe.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and that was how many months ago now? Oof. Yeah,
0: yeah, November fourteenth. Seven o'clock in the morning.
1: Yep. Yeah, so we were talking about this. So we use the same processor. And Mm -hmm. when you were on the phone, you told me that uh, you'd shot him and and, um, you'd had him into the processor pretty quickly that morning. And so I was in there that same day, a little later. And so I told you, I I swore I had to have messed with your deer because there were, you know, 60 deer laying out by the time I got there and I'm going through just playing with different antlers and having fun and then you brought him tonight and there's no way I touched this deer that day mm. cuz i would have remembered that yeah <laughs> i mean there was some there were some nice bucks out there but i'm just like there that was not out there they might
0: yeah. have been afraid to leave it out there yeah uh, i'm wondering if, if they, yeah yeah very possible cuz i called him and i told him you know cuz i had talked to him previously and i'm going to tell you this stuff works too cuz i bought a bottle of this stuff from him happy herd and uh it's i use the acorn flavored happy herd i went out there and sprayed it man they love it mm-hmm. you just got you didn't got to spray very much just put a little something on the ground that's all i ever did and they came up licking it <laughs> i mean they loved it and i sprayed it on my blind as a cover scent because you can use it as a cover scent as well mm-hmm. and that's what i did but i called him and i told him i was like hey uh i shot a 17 point uh, you did what? <laughs> that's a that was the response I like, got. I go, I shot a seventeen point. Are you are you up there? You didn't even bring me up. If you really shot it, yeah, get him up here. And I was like, all right, yeah, I'll get him loaded, and I'll be up there in a little bit. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. And I was like, we just shot a seven point. Can we bring him up there too? He's like, yeah, yeah, sure, that's fine. And I man, he didn't sound that excited on the phone. And man, I pull up there, and he's all like, he comes flying out of the building. He's like, he goes, is he in there? like yeah he's in here and i mean dude uh, there was a line there when i showed up and everybody just i mean i felt like i was famous <laughs> like it was awesome yeah everybody was wanting pictures of him and was just i mean they were just looking at him and they they just they were amazed they were just as amazed as i was oh really? yeah it the, was awesome
1: the, this was the first time in a long time that when i took my art or my rifle buck to cutting up um Gabe, you might not, I don't remember how, kind of when these really stopped, but when you used to have to go and physically check your deer yes, in. I miss it. Oh, those yeah, those check stations, and, and you had, you'd, I, I mean, we were there for an hour at least just talking to people, seeing the different deer, because it felt like a check station, because there were so many deer brought in, because the, the rut did hit perfectly this year on, in rifle season in Missouri, and a lot of deer went down, so... Um, that's what it felt like Mm -hmm. and it was it was really cool and i almost wish those check stations would come back because it 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 took me back to that time where you know oh what'd you get and you look in the back of your buddy's truck and they are like that's a that's a good one you care if i you know play with them (laughs) you know i mean it it really was pretty cool and and i did i went through and i touched every rack that was out there laying and just while i was waiting and talking and i did not touch yours there's no way (laughs) because i was there probably three or four hours after you and and uh um, there's no way i touched touch this rack because yeah. I would have remembered that one. Yeah. Yeah. It
0: would have been a hard one to forget. <laughs> yeah, hunting 20 years, like you said, I that was the best part, honestly, was going to that check station. I remember going there with my dad all the time. You got to share the stories. You got to, you know, what times you shoot yours, you know. And mm-hmm. yeah. It was awesome. We'd hang out there. I mean, I was a little kid, so I was always like, Dad, are we ready to go in? <laughs> we'd stand there and talk for hours just visiting with everybody else and – it was awesome going there, and everybody was there. You were able to talk to them and everything else and
1: yeah, I'll be honest that day I would have stayed at that that place all day if I could have because it it did feel i mean it was just a, the energy there, everybody was happy when they were coming in bringing their deer and um you know they they had just they got overwhelmed with how many deer were coming in i mean just just one after another a parade of of deer and it was it was pretty cool so um once again, congrats Joe awesome deer uh better to see some pictures once you got that mount finished too i want to oh. see how he's hanging oh you will and um mike you got anything for him i think that's it man gabe really... dude i'm I'm sorry you didn't get to talk much no that's all i got one thing to say yeah I sure would have been a nice one next year <laughs> <laughs> that's a common theme for you <laughs> yeah <yep. laughs> would have been a nice one next year i mean you are right i mean what are you thinking dude you could have shot a 230 inch deer oh, yeah right next what year. Are you doing? uh he could have been going, I, I doubt it. Either either one, going downhill he, yeah he would been
0: shrinking or he would have died off or someone else would have got busted
1: off half his rag <laughs> yep, yeah something know. yeah yeah you take the bird in the hand not the one in the bush or whatever <laughs> how that goes yep. so, so congrats again buddy uh you guys got anything off else before we hop off no thanks for having us
0: micah yeah.
1: all right we'll see you guys yep all right all right all right there you go guys that was awesome
2: the, i i really enjoyed the fact that he was able to bring in the rack so we could actually put our hands on it i mean that thing just the mass when when you say when somebody says beer cans coming out or whatever like that one truly was beer can basis
1: and he carried it all From, the way through
2: throughout just yeah. mass 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 yeah i mean points it had everything dark chocolate rack beautiful oh just and, and
1: once again i mean it's We've said this a million times. Score doesn't matter. No, your trophy's your trophy. But what is so freaking cool about this episode is Joe. Uh, this is the third buck he's ever killed. Yeah, I think. And he, he, he's a meat, He was a he's meat. He's a hunter. regular like guy that just he goes hunting. I mean, he's hunted his whole life for meat, and he just started hunting this new sixty acre farm of his wife's grandparents. And holy hell, yeah, freaking yeah, beast. I mean, you know who wouldn't want to hear that story so it's uh at least we do Mm -hmm. (laughs) so i mean what else you gonna say yeah yeah
2: i mean it's awesome uh really good guys both of them you know we obviously didn't hear much from gabe but that's okay (laughs) (laughs) and uh but no it's just it's really cool really cool story and i mean we just had a lot of fun so
1: we did so hope everybody enjoyed that make sure to uh uh go check out these pictures that are gonna be uh we're gonna be posting with this episode um uh Joe sent us some cool pictures and we'll we'll share them mm-hmm. um and um check out our so it'll be both on our instagram and our facebook page instagram's at missouri woods and water all spelled out uh facebook just type our name you'll find it and then uh make sure to subscribe and uh listen to our show uh obviously you're listening right now. If you're listening to this, <laughs> but yeah. uh,
2: maybe get on there, give us five stars or something like that. Yeah, you know, that'd be cool. That'd be
1: cool. Uh, otherwise, appreciate you all, and we'll talk to you later.